Hi there, I'm Tom Field. I'm Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. Topic of conversation today is how financial services can reduce risk with AI-driven identity security. I'm delighted to welcome to the virtual studio, Jeff Purrington, SailPoint Identity and Access Governance Strategist. Jeff, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Always, always a, a good time talking with you. Let's start with a little bit of context here. How would you describe the threat landscape today for banks, credit unions, and other financial services entities? Well, you know, a lot of people are saying identity is the new perimeter. Um, back in the day, a corporation was like a castle, and you could build those castle walls. And to get into that castle, uh, you had to, you know, get by the, those castle walls. Well, well, now if you're outside of the castle walls, um, you still have access to the castle. Identity is the new perimeter, so that's a big threat vector. And compromised identities compose a large percentage of all the breaches out there. Um, if you look at uh, the breaches that have happened over the past couple of years, um, a lot of different companies have done studies. Uh, around 84% of all breaches have some identity security component to it. Over half of the the breaches that have taken place have come from third parties. So managing um, identities and, and what they have access to and how they're using that access, managing third parties uh, and what type of access they have and how they're using that access is of paramount importance. A huge component of ransomware attacks are identity related. Um, so, you know, there's a number of threats out there. Um, when I, if I put my consulting hat on, you know, and I and I think about doing a risk assessment, um, I think about doing a business impact analysis. The components of that are, you know, what's the likelihood of the threat? Um, what's the business criticality of the threat? What's the potential um, amount of the breach? Well, if you don't have a, a solid identity security program in place, the likelihood of of that threat coming to you is is very high. The business criticality, I think the Ponemon Institute said that the average breach cost was around four and a half million dollars for each company. So you put in the, the likelihood is high, the business criticality is high, and then you're looking at four and a half million. Um, it's definitely something, it's a risk that definitely needs to be mitigated. Okay, we also have to talk about this. Beyond the threat landscape, what are some of the challenges just in meeting some of the financial services compliance requirements? Well, when I was, I, was a, I, I led the IT audit team for a large insurance organization, and one of the challenges was, first of all, we had about 25 key applications that we had to understand who has access, you know, are all the terminated users or employees, have they been deprovisioned, have all, has all the access been approved appropriately, have user access certifications taken place, you know, we had to audit all these things, and, and not only did we have to audit it, uh, for for socks, but you also had GLBA, you had the California Department of Insurance, you had the model audit rule, FINRA, um, there's the Prudential Regulatory Authority. There's a number of regulatory compliance initiatives that a financial services organization is subject to. So managing all those audits is a challenge. So having a, a, an automated identity governance solution that's centralized where you can um, have those user access approvals in one place, all the all the deprovisioned users in one place, um, all your user access certifications and and uh, all all that auditable um, evidence all in one place. So your auditors can go there, 
And not only can they go there for socks, they can go there for all of your other audits too. It's all there. You don't have to keep bugging the business uh, about, hey, we need to do another user access certification. Um, if you are managing your applications, provisioning, lifecycle management, joiner movers, levers, and all the user access certifications, compliance management from one centralized location, you can accommodate all of those audits from one centralized place and you don't have to worry about losing approvals or people rubber stamping user access certifications or losing, you know, doing that manually with big spreadsheets. Um, so that's a huge, huge uh, advantage for an identity governance solution for uh, financial services companies. Jeff, how do you find that a lot of time is wasted today in current identity security programs? Um, I think, you know, my experience, like I, I mentioned, I ran an IT audit or, uh, organization for a large insurance company. My, my experience was we came in um, in the last, you know, September, October, November, and did a whole lot of testing. We came up with like 80 deficiencies and, and the business, the onus is on the business to remediate all of those deficiencies by the end of the year, or at least have a, a working control in place um, by the end of the year. So the business is constantly scrambling in the months of November and December to try to remediate these things. And what I've found is oftentimes uh, they use band-aids. Um, so let's say that they have a, a bunch of lifecycle management issues in a certain application. Users aren't approved. There's terminated users in the application. What a company will ultimately do to get remediated by the end of the year is, is buy a point solution. Um, and so you end up managing all these different point solutions. So you have all this administrative overhead. You have technical expertise requirements to manage all those different point solutions. So if you really think about the systemic root cause of what's causing all of these problems, um, when auditors go in, they're typically looking at these things I've mentioned. Um, if you have a centralized solution that manages all of your applications in one place, you can avoid having to do uh, you know, 11th hour remediation, like a chicken with its head cut off kind of thing. <laughs> Sorry, bad example. No, good one. So getting to the topic of our conversation, what is AI-driven identity security? And how do you distinguish it from traditional programs that you just talked about? So AI is up and coming. Obviously, everyone knows there's good aspects of AI. There's um, bad aspects of AI. You, you know, you read uh, on LinkedIn or on the news today, and, you know, there's hackers out there utilizing AI to make their um, hacking, malware, phishing, whatever, more efficient and more successful. So that's the bad, bad aspect of it. The, the good aspect of what we utilize at SailPoint is utilizing AI to make your controls operate more effectively. So, you know, for instance, let's take a user requesting access or a manager requesting access for that user on their behalf. Um, we utilize AI to give us access insights so depending on the attribute of that user, let's say it's their job title, their department and their location, and maybe their job code, you can pick whatever attributes you like. When you go in to request access for that user based on those attributes, it'll tell you what roles exist, what everyone else is using. Um, and that, that assists a manager in kind of requesting the right access or a user in requesting the right access for themselves. Um, and we can establish birthright roles so that all the users have, you know, similar access in their group. Um, on the user access certification side, we also utilize AI. So instead of, you know, let's say a manager sits down and has to review a thousand different users and what access they have, 
Um, we use Access Insights to tell that manager, hey, all of your users pretty much have the same access, but there's, there's these three or four users that have anomalous access. These users have more access than a typical person has in their environment. They have high risk access, they have privilege access, so that a user, I mean, a manager or whoever's doing the user access certification can look and see um, and determine, hey, is that appropriate or, or not? Maybe that user, uh, you know, has elevated responsibilities and they actually need it, but at least it's highlighted uh, so that a manager can make an easy decision. Currently, as it stands, you know, you get a lot of reviewers that are constantly, you know, they have their day jobs 40 hours a week, but they're constantly having to do these certifications. So inevitably what happens is, oh, you know, they'll think this user had the right access last year. I'm sure they have the right access this year. I'm just going to, you know, I have too much to do, too much on my plate. So I'm just going to rubber stamp uh, this certification and send it along. So that's a control that's not operating effectively. So with AI being able to elevate um, or boil those high risky items to the top, you make that control of doing access certifications operate more effectively and you reduce, you know, things like certification fatigue. Jeff, I want to ask you about some of the specific potential benefits. Let's start here. You talked a little bit about this, but how about improving the operating effectiveness of financial services, IT general controls? Yeah, and there's, you know, as far as like general controls go, IT general controls, when I ran an IT audit department, typically what we would look at is who has access, what do they have access to, and what are they doing with that access? We'd look at privilege access, we'd look at generic IDs, um, users with more than one ID, show me users that have stale access, someone that maybe hasn't um, logged into the system for more than 90 days in, in any given application. If they haven't logged in in 90 days, you know, you have to ask, your, ask yourself that question, does that user really need that access? And, you know, since I took my CISPI in 2002, I think least privilege has been a constant since then, but it's getting a lot more traction, a lot more visibility, you know, with uh, zero trust and, and things that are coming from the federal government, a lot more people are, are focused on, hey, we need to give users access uh, to only what they need to perform their job responsibilities. So as far as the operating effectiveness of controls, um, you know, who has access, being able to utilize one centralized identity governance or identity security solution to manage and approve and have those approvals all in one place to deprovision users immediately when, you know, they leave the company. I went to a prospect of ours, um, I don't know, it was a few months ago, and we were speaking with one of the one of the guys from that company at the table and and you know, this is a big company and it had been like 12 days since he started the company, he still didn't have access to all the applications that he needed to do his job. So really bringing efficiencies to the organization um, with a centralized identity security solution, um, with the, something that looks beyond just who has access to your main systems, but also addressing third party risk, your contractors, your supply chain, your customers and your vendors. Um, bots, uh, system IDs, all of these third-party type of, of, of accounts that have access to your systems, being able to provide uh, controls around those types of users. In the cloud, being able to uh, govern who has access to different cloud entitlements, like within AWS or, or Google Cloud or Azure AD Cloud, um, you know, being able to 
produce a report that shows, hey, these are the users that have access to, you know, high risk entitlements within your cloud uh, with data access, who has access to unsecured data. Um, you know, let's say you're two payroll people that are sharing a box, um, you know, they're doing something on box and they're exchanging ideas, ideas, and in that document that they're exchanging ideas, you have all this PII. Well, admins who have access to box may have access to that PII, PHI, uh, payment card data, whatever the case may be, social security numbers, um, IP, um, all of that unstructured data, being able to control who has access to, to, to see that and to utilize um, those documents is, is super important. Doesn't seem like a reach to see that that would step right up to addressing third-party risk as well. Yeah, third-party risk. So, you know, we we recently purchased Sexzeta. Um, that's our non-employee risk management solution. Um, what what that provides our customers and uh, people out there with the ability to have an authoritative source for contractors, contingent workers, your supply chain, so that if a supplier no longer needs access, you're able to revoke whatever access they have to your systems. If a contractor is you know, has a contract for 90 days, being able to set time-bound access for those specific 90 days so that they lose their access after the contract is ended. Um, utilizing a system like that, that is robust and scalable to manage all your third-party access is, is super important. And I'll add to this a little bit, you know, I, I uh, used to have my CISA. I've, I've spoken for ISACA many times. Um, ISAC is doing their GRC conference. I think they maybe just recently did it. And over 10% of the sessions that they were that they were providing were on third-party risk. So what that tells me is that all of your auditors that are going to these ISACA conferences, GRC conferences, if it's not on their radar, it's going to be. So if you haven't addressed third-party risk up to this point, it's it's super important that you do so now. Um, there's there's plenty of regulations out there in the financial services um, vertical, like uh, you know the FDIC and final rule that talks about third party risk, uh, savings and loan uh, regulations that talk about third party risk. Um, these are 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 risks that need to be controlled. I'm sure your auditors are going to be coming at you um, trying to establish that you have controls to mitigate that risk. And so if you're not thinking about it yet, or if you haven't done anything about it yet, um, and your auditors come in, like I mentioned before, in September, October, and come out with all these deficiencies, you're going to be scrambling to try to remediate this by the end of the year. It's a real issue. It's it's dominating. I mean, if you're on LinkedIn, I mean, I see things about third-party risk all the time. So it's something you should definitely think about if you haven't already, already started thinking about it already. Jeff, one more potential benefit, maturing and strengthening an organization's identity program. Well, a lot of times, one of the problems that I see, I mean, we mentioned the word program there. One of the problems that I see is that, you know, like I mentioned in that example I just gave, you know, you're trying to remediate something by the end of the year. So CISO is given a certain amount of budget and they say, okay, we're going to go buy this and we're going to implement it. And then they go to the business and the business is like, hey, wait a second. Um, and, and you get a lot of pushback from the business, from different application owners or potentially from human resources or potentially even from internal audit. So what I encourage um, our customers to do, and when I when I speak to prospects that don't have a mature identity security program in place, we talk about establishing a program, 
Having a steering, steering committee as part of that program and having key stakeholders as part of that steering committee. So from the get-go, um, getting your HR involved, getting your application owners involved, getting your CFO or your controller involved, getting HR involved, getting internal audit involved, getting everyone in a room and, and illuminating your, your audience or your steering committee as to the risks and what you're trying to manage and getting their buy-in um, from the get-go so that you have tone from the top so that when you purchase a solution um, and it should be a program and, and something that's all encompassing, all these people should be involved. So when you purchase a solution, HR is already on board. Your application owners are already on board. They're signing up to get their applications uh, uh, front listed to be the first ones that are added to that solution. Your CFO realizes how much money you're saving on an audit. Just in the fact that you have this centralized solution, you save at least you know 300 to a million, depending on how many applications you have. So getting all those stakeholders involved, internal audit is especially important because you need to understand what they're looking at. If you understand what they're looking at, then you can start implementing controls and monitoring those, continuously monitoring those throughout the year so that you don't have all these deficiencies at the end of the year that you have to remediate. You know, as an internal auditor, a lot of times you put a feather in your cap because you come up with all these deficiencies. But, you know, internal auditors are, are stockholders too. They want the company to be successful. They want the companies to be secure. So getting them involved from the get-go and understanding what's important to them, I think is, is essential to, to forming uh, an identity security program. Yeah, very few organizations go it alone. What steps do you recommend for financial institutions to take to ensure they found a reliable partner to protect themselves and their customers? Well, I, I think you need to find a company that's in it for the long haul. Someone that is, someone that you can envision being a partner of yours over the next five to 10 to 15 years. Someone that is constantly innovating. Um, our research and development at SailPoint is, you know, the amount of money we spend in re research and development is more than a lot of our competitors even have in sales. Uh, we, we spend a lot of time innovating we have dozens of patents, um, and you. I think you really want to find a partner that is is has that mindset. Um, I heard, uh, you know, a competitor of ours. They said, "Hey, a dollar we spend on product is a dollar we could have spent on sales." Well, that's definitely not uh, the the sale point philosophy. We spend a lot of time innovating. You can see that with our AI capabilities, purchasing Sexeta so that we had a robust, best in class third party risk management solution. Um, our new Kim solution, our new data access security solution that's coming out. All of these are supported by hundreds of engineers um, and we're constantly innovating. And I think you need to have a partner that's going to be someone that you can envision being with you along that journey for the next, you know, at least 10 years, decade. Let's bring it back, <laughs> bring it back to SailPoint then. How are you helping your financial services organizations, the customers meet these challenges now and going forward? Well, you know, we we have um, we we met with McKinsey. Um, we came up with a horizons assessment that we've given to our customers and and potential customers. It kind of lets our customers understand where they are and the capability maturity model. Old Carnegie Mellon from the eighties uh, uh, methodology. Um, so this capability maturity model, if you take our horizons. Uh, assessment. It kind of tells you where you are on that journey and what you can do to advance and make your identity security program more robust and more mature. Um, once you get into 
you know, the world of AI and, and, and ML, you know, you're in that optimizing fifth stage, right? So getting to that, that stage, getting rid of your manual controls um, and automating things with a centralized holistic solution that can accommodate your entire application ecosystem and infrastructure ecosystem. And to make sure that, you know, who, who has access is appropriate, what they have access to is least privileged and appropriate and how they're using that access makes you more secure. Very good. Jeff, I appreciate your time. Appreciate your insight. Thanks so much for speaking with me today. Thank you, Tom. It's been a pleasure. Again, the topic has been how financial services can reduce risk with AI-driven identity security. Just heard from Jeff Purrington. He's identity access governance strategist with SailPoint. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you for giving us your time and attention.